Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello you guys, welcome back to today's show. My name is Sky Menhart, your host for Manic State of Mind. I am thrilled to be here today because we are discussing my first hypomanic episode. Now, if you follow the podcast or me on Instagram, you will have gotten a little sneak preview of what this episode is about. Please go follow those pages at Manic State of Mind Podcast and at Sky the Gemini, all one word, no spaces. Because I do tend to drop little hints, little previews of what we're going to be discussing in the podcast every week. And if we don't have a podcast, I let you guys know on my Instagram just so everybody can be aware. But we are having a podcast this week and it is all about hypomania. Now, I don't have the dictionary definition of of hypomania with me, which is a little irresponsible, I'm going to be honest with you, but hypomania is just kind of a heightened state of existence where you are speaking faster, you're moving faster, you have more energy, you, you don't need as much sleep, you can be doing reckless things. It can be kind of like a very subtle mania because it's not full-blown mania but it is almost there and so what hypomania feels like for me is tons of energy I it's hard for me to fall asleep at night I am loaded and loaded with creativity I have so many ideas I am writing constantly I'm singing I'm coming up with new video ideas everything I feel so good and my life just feels perfect That's what hypomania feels like. So if you can understand from the perspective of somebody who does get depression, hypomania can be a really nice break from being depressed because it is so much better and you do feel so much happier. So whenever I was going through my first hypomanic episode, I was a senior in high school and I had recently just gotten prescribed the medication Celexa. Celexa is an SSRI um, antidepressant, which an SSRI is a serotonin something reuptake inhibitor. So it basically like makes your serotonin continue to produce, Um, which is interesting because I was going through this at this time. Nobody knew I had bipolar disorder. Everybody thought I was depressed. And so this, my doctor was giving me SSRIs and he was giving me Celexa and it was working well, but it was almost working a little too well. I was a little too crazy. So a few symptoms of hypomania include lack of sleep, fast speech, creativity, excessive joy, hypersexuality, etc. So in this story, in, in today's episode, we are going to be discussing how I got kicked out of high school due to a hypomanic episode. Now, this is a story that I used to be so embarrassed about, that I used to be so ashamed of, and I never felt comfortable speaking about it with people, but after five years and after a lot of therapy and after a lot of personal growth, I've realized that it's time to speak about this publicly because for such a long time, I was so embarrassed and ashamed of myself and I felt so guilty, but this will become important later. You know, it does take two to tango. So, 
in my in my senior year of high school, I got into a relationship with someone who I just shouldn't have been dating. You know, we we were not compatible in any way, but everybody thought we were cute together, so I just said, "Oh, fuck it, whatever, I'll date him." But it, we weren't compatible. I mean, there was nothing about our relationship that was like good or like that we went together we just didn't really understand each other we didn't like the same music he was very needy clingy I was like outgoing and loud it was just like a weird dynamic so I don't really know why I stayed dating this guy because I didn't even really like him I just thought that everybody wanted me to so I did it and then I was I felt stuck and I didn't want to hurt his feelings which is just the dumbest so we were we were dating we were experiencing a lot of like toxic behavior he would get really jealous of people and and then his friends would be really mean to me if I did anything to hurt him which I know I wasn't intentionally doing anything to hurt him but I was a dramatic teenager okay I was obviously toxic obviously hypomanic not thinking clearly so it wasn't a healthy relationship and we went to boarding school not only I think I've mentioned this in a few episodes before I went to a boarding school for high school in North Carolina so I was it was not like a normal public school experience this was freaking boarding school we had to wear uniforms we couldn't wear skinny jeans our shorts had to be a six inch inseam no less and we were not allowed to even curse much less touch the opposite gender now we could give hugs for three seconds and that was it if we were doing anything more than that we would get in trouble and we wouldn't be able to talk to that person who we had been engaging with so it was a very intense environment to be dating someone because as a high schooler who was very hypomanic I was extremely horny I think you guys can all understand who you who have been through high school or who are that age you know it's just the hormones that are raging in your body you're very horny you really want to do things and you really want to explore your sexuality so I was at that place in my life and uh, I knew I knew we were not meant to be but one day I was honestly after the hypomania wore off it was winter time the hypomania had wore off I was super depressed I mean super depressed basically from January to March I would go into this really dark 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 depression where I could not hardly sleep I was so anxious I couldn't focus in school and so that's what I was experiencing at this time in February and I decided to break up with him because I was like I can't handle even being with myself much less being with another person and I was talking to my mom and she said you have to break up with him you can't be in a relationship right now you need to get your life together which was good advice and so I broke up with him and then he cried and then you know I was friends with his sister at the time and she hated me after that and it was kind of frustrating because we were really close and I was just like really upset about the whole thing but I didn't know what to do and everybody was so mean to me for breaking up with him because they thought I just did it to hurt him and I was too embarrassed to tell everyone that I was really depressed and I couldn't be in a relationship so I felt so ashamed of myself. Everybody was mad at me. Even some of my closest friends were asking me like, why did you break up with him? That was so mean. He's so sad. Like, why did you break up with him? And I just didn't know what to tell them because I was so depressed. I had no will to live. So how would I have been able to function in a normal relationship? So not only 
on top of not only being super depressed and anxious and upset, people were also being mean to me about this. So I was under a lot of stress. And I went home during that home leave, which home leave is when we would go home every month to see our family. And I went home and I was very suicidal. I just felt like there was no point to living anymore. I couldn't handle it. People had been so mean to me and I was so, I didn't know what to do. I was so embarrassed that I had depression and I didn't know who to talk to or how to help myself. And so I was thinking about killing myself. But then I went to see my doctor And he upped my dose from 20 milligrams of Celexa to 40 milligrams. Coincidentally, it was my senior year. And right when I got back from that home leave, the senior class was going to Costa Rica for a mission trip slash fun trip. So I'm on 40 milligrams of antidepressants and I go to freaking Costa Rica, a tropical, beautiful paradise. And suddenly, it's like when I was in Costa Rica, my depression lifted and that sweet, sweet hypomania came right back. And I started doing a lot of dumb things. This is around the time when the stupid, poor decision making started to be to happen. I remember in Costa Rica, I made out with a few guys, maybe two. And I was just sneaking around, doing a lot of dumb stuff kissing people under the stars, getting sunburned, drinking beer. And it was just a really fun trip for me because I was just going off the rails. And I just remember, you know, because the legal drinking age in Costa Rica is 18. So whenever we went, there were, I wasn't 18, I was 17, but there were a lot of 18 year olds in my class. And one of my friends who was 18 bought me a beer and that was the first time I had ever drank alcohol and so a lot of us were getting drunk and it was so funny because we were in we went to like a Christian boarding school so we had to pretend like we weren't drunk on the way back and honestly none of the teachers said anything about it but one of the students who was like very pious and very like holy and she was like very into Jesus she was crying the whole way back to our the place we were staying at because everybody was drunk and she couldn't believe it she was so upset at us and it was so funny that was honestly the best bus ride I've ever been a part of because we're all trying to hide the fact that we're wasted and nobody is saying anything to us except for our friend crying in the corner so if that gives you kind of an example of the hypomanic behavior I was going through at that time you could understand like what was going on and that's why I'm speaking about it so we got back to school and I somehow I thought it would be a good idea to get back with this guy I had been dating before which was stupid because I had just had rebounds I had grown as a person I had experienced new things in Costa Rica and I really didn't need to get back with him but I felt like that now that I'd had some time away from him I could really see that he was just so cute and I liked him even though I did not so we got back together Everyone was suspicious of us. Nobody wanted us to do it. And I should have just went along with the group mentality at that time. But I really couldn't see clearly. So we decided to date again. But this time things changed. Now at a boarding school, if you want to make out with someone, you kind of have to sneak around a lot to make that happen for yourself. So we were having to sneak around in different locations to make out with each other. And that's just the way it was. 
So we were having to sneak around and find different locations around our boarding school to make out. Now I say make out because we were not having sex. I didn't have sex the whole time I was in high school. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, So I don't want to say we were doing it because we weren't doing it. We were making out. So anyway, we were finding different little spots and one day we get caught. We get caught, we get put on social, which is, social is like when you can't talk to the person, you can't look at the person, you can't be within six feet from the person. It's kind of like a low-key restraining order. So they put us on that, and we were still, uh, and, and honestly, I was the one who was pushing for this because the guy I was dating, he was a very timid, like, easily influenced person, and I've always been this strong-willed and almost in high school I was almost like abrasive assertive kind of person and so I feel like because I was so determined to like make out with him he would just go along with me because he was a little weak-willed and he couldn't say no also I'm not blaming him I'm not blaming him I'm blaming myself because I was taking advantage of him so we continue to do this and eventually it was two weeks until graduation and remember I was a senior two weeks till graduation and we went out again we got caught I got expelled I did not get to march in my own graduation all because of hypomania and this dumb boy Now, looking back, you can kind of see maybe why I became hypomanic. You know, I went through one hypomanic cycle and then I got really depressed and then I was put on double my antidepressants and then I got really hypomanic. So you can kind of understand through this story, the cycles of bipolar disorder and what you go through. Now, thankfully for me at this time, I did not experience full-blown mania because that would have been a lot worse and a lot harder to deal with as a person in high school. So, um, it was a really interesting journey and I did learn a lot. Number one thing I learned was that SSRI antidepressants do not work for me. I am not able to take Celexa, Lexapro, any of those because they just don't work with my brain. They will cause me to become manic and I will do really irrational things. Um, another thing I learned was do not let your relationships put your mental health in jeopardy. This one was really important because for a long time I was just dating people and hooking up with people just because I felt like it and not really because it was what I needed to be doing and I wasn't really paying attention to the way I felt or what I was thinking while I was doing this stuff and if I had learned a little bit more of what I wanted and how to say no and how to set boundaries I think I could have been more successful in high school and probably not have gotten kicked out. And that goes into my next point, the power of saying no. It's so important to be able to say no. And I speak this from both sides of the story because you have the guy I was dating if he had said no. And then you have me if I had said no. And, you know, I think it's important to learn when you're being the toxic person in a relationship. Like for me, I was definitely the toxic person. I mean, he was toxic too for going along with it. Obviously, it takes two to tango, like I said earlier. But I was manipulating him into continuing to do things he didn't want to do and that's totally wrong on my part so it's important to say no to people and set really clear boundaries so that you don't end up in a sticky situation later on even though saying no can sometimes feel really uncomfortable when you say it afterwards I promise you'll be gifted with peace because you know you did the right thing for yourself so that's why it's really important to say no 
Another thing that I figured out during this hypomanic episode was that mood stabilizers do work for me. After this manic, this hypomanic episode happened, my full-blown manic episode happened later on that summer after I didn't graduate. And so after that, I learned that mood stabilizers really work for me. And that's what I need in my regime, in my medication situation to be successful. So it's important to find the right medication for you and to know yourself and know when too much is too much. This can be hard when you're a young person and you're just starting out with your medication journey and you don't really understand like how you're supposed to be feeling when you're on antidepressants or mood stabilizers. So honestly, the crazy thing, the sucky part about medication is that you kind of have to just go through a bunch of medications until you find what works for you. And that can be really difficult. It can be expensive. It can be a tiring process, but it's really important because at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you and for your body. Another thing I learned that was important, especially when I'm going through hypomania now, is that therapy is so important. Because if I can check in with somebody else and I can say, hey, am I acting a little weird right now? Am I talking too fast? Am I too excitable? Do I seem a little too hypomanic right now? If I can bounce off of somebody else and figure out what my symptoms are, then I really am able to clearly see what I need to do in my next step. So it's important to listen to yourself. In this situation, if I had listened to myself, I would not have been where I got to. I'm just going to be honest with you. For a long time in my life, I haven't been able to listen to my gut. And it's not because I'm I'm not blaming somebody else for this. I'm blaming myself because I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't practice doing it for such a long time that it became a habit. And thankfully, now I've learned to listen to my gut and I'm still learning every day. But I know that it's so important to listen to myself and figure out what I really want before making a decision. And that is something that only time and hard work can bring you. So now at the end of this episode, I decided to do a little thing where I update you guys on my current mental health right now. Um, I actually just got off the phone with my psychiatrist and right now I'm taking lithium so since I am hypomanic at the moment, if you, I'm sure you can tell by the way I'm talking fast and super energetic, um, I am hypomanic now, so he did increase my dose of lithium, and I'm just being honest with you guys about this because I kind of want you to understand the process of what it's like to go speak to a psychiatrist about your mood stabilizers, what you, you can expect if you're going through that situation. So I am feeling pretty good lately. I've been super creative. I've been writing a lot of things down, coming up with great podcast ideas, some marketing ideas, different stuff like that. And I feel really good. But it's important to be honest with your psychiatrist and with your primary care provider, with your therapist about what you're going through so that they can help you in the best way possible. Because if I wasn't honest with my psychiatrist, then he wouldn't up my dose and I might become manic. You know what I'm saying? It's really important to keep yourself in check and to be aware of what is going on with you. So that's why I wanted to check in with you guys at the end of this episode and let you know how I'm doing. I am doing really well. I feel great. I'm having a lot of fun and my house is clean. So that's a plus for me. I know sometimes when I get depressed, my house gets really messy and it makes me feel like ugh, even worse. So I encourage you to clean your space, make everything look as good as you can, keep things organized because it'll really help you on a day when you don't feel so hot. 
Anyway, I know this was a shorter episode today, guys, but I hope you enjoyed it. It was really fun for me to tell this story. If you want for more information about the podcast, please follow Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram or follow me at Sky the Gemini, all one word, all lowercase. And I will see you guys next week. Oh, also, if you could please leave a rating and a review, that would really help me. Just let me know that you like the show, you like what you hear, and let me know what you want to hear next. I'll see you later. I just wanted to put a quick quick disclaimer before the beginning of this podcast. I do mention suicide briefly, and I do curse. And I, oh, I do say the word crazy uh, in, in, in regards to myself. So I hope you guys can understand why I use that word. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening.